0: Yugli is used to having a lot on his plate. I might have 15 planes in the air on my desk alone at any given time. He's a dispatcher for Southwest Airlines, kind of the
1: fix-it guy. If there's an issue with flight logistics, the pilot calls him up and Alan solves the problem.
0: You might deal with a situation with one or two, or at most three in a weather scenario, but you never expect a situation where you're going to be dealing with every flight that you have in the air at one time. Ladies and gentlemen, if I can interrupt your thoughts for a moment, welcome aboard Southwest
1: Airlines. Hi, I'm Quinny Jenkins, a manager in community outreach for Southwest Airlines. And I'm Lucas Hirschberger. I'm an in-flight supervisor for Southwest Airlines. Welcome to Is This Seat Open?, A series funded by Southwest Airlines and produced by LA Times Studios and Atwill Media. Each episode, we're taking advantage of Southwest's open seating policy to grab a seat next to someone with a great story about Southwest's 50 years of flying. Today, our seatmate is Alan Hughley, who on September 11, 2001, found himself in the middle of a nationwide scramble to ground every single aircraft in the sky. We'd like to thank everyone for joining us. Welcome aboard.
0: My name's Alan Hughley. I am what's referred to as an aircraft dispatcher. Any given flight from beginning to end, I follow that flight and am responsible for its execution and its safety from the time we begin planning it until the time that it has blocked in and the door is opened. So it's a hard job to relax at, and... It's one where your day can go from good to bad as quick as the phone can ring. That morning, September 11th, was what I refer to as just a blue-sky day. Flying was easy. There weren't even clouds in the sky. It was about as relaxed a day in the office as you could get. Then at some point, someone mentioned that They'd heard about a news item and a screen got turned on and we were watching where one of the planes had hit one of the Twin Towers. So we were commenting on that when uh, the second plane hit uh, right in front of us. There was almost no conversation after that point, except for some gasps. We knew that what had just happened was intentional. So everybody went right back to their desk because it was very clear what was about to happen next.
1: Shortly after the second crash, the Federal Aviation Administration made the decision to ground all planes immediately, no matter where they were.
0: This situation evolved like uh, zero to 90 in no time. Suddenly, Every flight in the the system wanted to know what's this about. And there wasn't time to explain everything that was going on. We had to simply give them the directive. I'll make sure that you can safely land where they want you to, but we're going to have to do it, no questions asked. And when you get there, you're to pull to the gate, deboard the people, close the door on the jet, and pull the jetway back so it can't be accessed. That was a lot for a captain on a nice uh, morning to take in, I'm sure. And the objective was to get the planes down safely. And yet, that was a very chaotic process, trying to do that for all of them at once. So they started diverting some to smaller airports in places we don't even fly. We didn't necessarily know where they were sending them. The, the thing for us that day was that just because we got all the planes down, that didn't end the stress of it. At this point, we had airplanes and crews out of position all over the country. So uh, that whole time frame was probably the most stressful number of hours that I, I've worked. You about collapse when you get to the sofa that evening, you know. <laughs> you really got nothing left in the tank.
1: Almost 3,000 people were killed in the terrorist attacks on 9-11. And as the nation reeled from the tragedy, planes remained grounded the following day.
0: It's a very weird feeling. Um, We were used to hearing the aircraft take off outside the windows of our office and we're not hearing anything for days. And you step outside and there's no there are no airplanes. There's none of that airport noise going on. Very uncomfortable feeling if you're in this industry. Surreal is a good word for it. Basically an airline operation is like a 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. When you take all 10,000 pieces coast to coast and just mix them, turn them upside down, that's not something that you can just start back up in hours or a day. It takes tremendous planning to get all those things back together and moving.
1: In the wake of Tuesday's events, the airline industry came together to mourn the loss of lives and look to the future. Once travel did resume, the public would be hesitant to fly. So amidst the tragedy... Airlines were forced to make hard decisions. Within a week, many announced layoffs, but Southwest CEO Herb Kelleher committed that their employees' jobs were safe.
0: They uh, were reassuring in terms of how this was going to play out in our jobs. Herb Kelleher was a personal hero for me, and If he said that they were going to take care of us, then I knew that that's exactly what Southwest was going to do. I mean, they they could have said, well, y'all, some of y'all don't need to be here today. But no, we were there every day um, because if we got word to start, we were going to start. On September
1: 14th, just three days after the attack, Southwest Airlines was
0: cleared to get back in the air and they were ready. Of course, everybody was a little nervous, and I applaud and appreciate the flight crews who were the first uh, ones back in the air because I know that took some guts. But, uh, yeah, there was a great sense of relief and a tremendous sense of pride getting back in the air. It wasn't just a company experience. It was a national experience. And, um... I think that at Southwest we felt like uh, we had something to prove, not just about us as an airline, but about us as a a nation, that we weren't going to get stopped like that. Uh, That wasn't going to work. We were going to get back in the air. We were going to get back moving, not just for us as an airline, but as a country. And if we were the first ones with an airplane back in the air, then... By God, so be it.
1: Thank you, Alan Hugley, for sharing this story. For more stories and a look behind the scenes, visit latimes.com slash is this seat open. I'm Quinny Jenkins. And I'm Lucas Hirschberger. Join us again soon for more stories from Southwest 50 years of flying. Thanks for listening to Is This Seat
0: Open? See you on the next flight. This podcast series is funded by Southwest Airlines and produced by LA Times Studios and At Will Media. The Los Angeles Times Newsroom was not involved in the creation of this series.